Microlearning is a design principles we can use to reduce the volume in learning materials to improve the learning experience for students. It is about making study and the study of subjects more engaging and more interesting. Now, I would say I'm, I'm an experienced teacher. Many of the people here are. I don't think there was anything particularly wrong with my teaching before I got on board working with microlearning, but it's, it's about getting it to a, a higher level of stimulating students and, and getting them interested and of obviously student learning outcomes like increasing course completions and improving student grades and having students genuinely walk out with strong course satisfaction. You know, I really feel as though I've got something out of this because the course was really interesting and I learned a lot of valuable things. So micro-learning involves reducing volume to increase motivation to engage in the content by making the materials look, yes, more interesting and inviting. A part of this picture is less daunting. So when students land on the course page, you want the student experience to be, oh, okay, this is very manageable, very user-friendly for me. For example, lecture one, part one, 10 minutes, 20 seconds. Lecture one, part two, might be eight minutes. And then I might have a podcast on there. I'll talk about these things in a moment. But you can see the, uh, the, the reduction going on here with this bite sizing. And the idea is to make that very obvious to students by, for example, putting timings on how long a, a lecture piece might be. Okay, so it is based on this less is more principle and reducing unnecessary cognitive load and stress, which in the literature shows as being a major barrier to effective learning and motivation to engage. Barriers that micro-learning seeks to address. Now, I said I won't go into the literature here. I've packaged it like that for now. In reducing in this way, the benefit is it makes it more attractive to students, less daunting to students, and it enables us to focus on the most vital and important concepts and skills. So where do we begin? Microlearning is, as I said before, a set of principles rather than a technical handbook with very precise, specific steps to interpret it using your own common sense and abilities and all you've learned about, you know, teaching. The logical place to start reducing is with learning module content and then following that through with lectures, classes and presentations. But we could also begin by editing and segmenting a presentation, also known as chunking. But doing this with micro-learning reduction principles. 
which I'll be talking about soon. However, reviewing module content remains a good place to start. Now, what I don't want to do is scare people off and think, oh my goodness, the university or, or other people are going to perhaps start telling me what to do with my course. So I want to dispel that kind of thinking as much as possible and present it more in terms of, okay, it's a less is more approach. How could I use that to um, make my courses even more engaging to students? I'll review the content. Now, for example, I have shorter lecture notes or study notes or modules. Another good place to go is set readings for students. So I use fewer readings. And one needs to ask oneself questions like, just how important is this reading? And then make a decision. Do I keep it or do I pull it out of the course? It makes sense, does it not? If students have one, perhaps two readings a week, rather than, say, Let's bring it right up and say five or six readings, which you see in some courses, not quite that many these days, usually. A student will be much more likely to read one or two readings if you have five. It's quite likely they won't read the first one. One of the things I have done is I've looked at readings and I thought, well, I really only need to use about 20% of this reading, but I've got the whole chapter in there. Why not take the pages out? Yes, it's easier to upload the chapter and, and, and so on, or often it is, but you know, for not that much more work, you can reduce by doing that. Um, you could also make decisions like, well, there's only really one or two important pages in the reading, Could I keep it as a very short reading, could I cite it in the study material and not have it as a separate thing? Now, another thing, it's good practice to mention concepts that are in any readings that you have for students in a given week. And your weekly lecturer introductory videos is one good place as would be the opening of a lecture itself, to say, okay, folks, this week we're looking at these things and in reading whatever that reading may be, 2.2 by whoever, he or she raises or we're going to be looking at their system or whatever it is that you or concepts that they've published on. And my logic there is, well, if the reading is good enough and relevant enough to be in the course, surely it's worth mentioning to the students if you want them to read it. And shorter videos. By that, I mean a lot of our learning materials these days will send students to look at things like TED Talks and those kinds of things. There are other kinds of uh, videos that we can watch or include in our courses where, where possible. I try to go for, with the micro-learning philosophy, make everything small as best you can. 
one way of doing that would be say recommended for this video that you watch from this timing to this timing i would prefer to edit it down but also scouting for short high quality videos in the first place the application of this reducing uh, less is more select and retain so these are principles select and retain content based on these kinds of considerations core graduate skills and attributes and course learning objectives talking about soft and hard skills both are important it's not a competition between them what i would say is that weight and importance given to the soft skills which is the the second one in there under core graduate skills and attributes is getting more attention more weighting applied to it by employers recent literature as in 2020 and in recent years global em employer surveys across all disciplines these skills are becoming more important in um, areas like engineering which are pretty far removed from from public relations after all so anyway so we need to walk out with professional skills i've called them technical knowledge and skills here and you know what they are that you need to be able to write and create content and you need to be able to use software and platforms for managing disseminating and so on and a lot of what you learn at university lies in there they are built into course objectives so communication obviously written and and oral persuasion problem solving teamwork so in reduction so selecting content based on that usefulness to students for producing quality assignments and assessments a point like that sometimes draws a criticism people are you just teaching people how to do their assignments why is that important come on assignments are very important uh, they are the, the measure we use for student performance and they should be linked and they're our professional preparation for students and then also linked the value and practicality of content for future employment and work performance and importantly making that very explicit so when we're looking to reduce these principles can help guide us in what to keep and how to structure